What's going on, guys? Welcome back to MST episode 11. I'm here by myself. Uh, Eric couldn't make it today. <laughs> <laughs> he decided that he actually hates you guys and he's quitting. Yeah, that's so, not true. This is uh, it's now a one-person podcast. Uh, it's just going to be me from here on out. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. Eric said, I hate all of you. That's what he said. Yep. He tweeted it and everything. Uh, Yep, a lot of con- Twitter. A lot of controversy, <laughs> even with everything going on right now. <laughs> People are rioting right now because that's, of my tweet. No, that's the highest trending thing on Twitter right now. <laughs> <laughs> Number one trending on YouTube for some reason. Yes, even though we have no YouTube, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so we're here, MST episode eleven today. Uh, we do not have a guest. Um. I don't think anybody wants to be the guests on our show ever. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. I feel like we're yeah, but we're doing the the whole like um yeah, season, season thing. So. Yeah, we are. But uh, we still have had no in inquiries of uh next season, next season's uh, guests. So I, guess I think the thing really that us. the thing you need to note too is like you don't even have to be like an athlete right now. You could have been like an athlete or and like just have a story that you want to share. You could be like a gamer or something or just have like some tie to a sport or something. Like you don't even have to be like a straight up athlete or college athlete or anything like that. Yeah, get ninja in this bitch, bro. Yeah, thanks. Get ninja in here, bro. I'll call him. I got his number. Hold on. (laughs) Yeah. One second. (laughs) Actually calling him. <laughs> I, hear the I don't know if you can hear that, but I just typed in some random ass number. <laughs> Damn, I, I turned my ringer on for that joke. I never turned my ringer on. <laughs> All right, but anyways, we're here. Uh, another quality episode, at least a seven out of ten on this one. Uh, <laughs> some good contact coming your way right now um so for this episode we are going to do what makes a great athlete um i don't know how long this is gonna last it might be a shorter episode but we'll see how it goes um so yeah we're just gonna kick it off and we're also recording this at 10 p.m so and we both just got out of work we're a little tired not gonna lie uh but the grind doesn't stop that's all i'm saying um so Eric, uh, yeah, we're we're trying to find a way to squeeze in episodes, so because we have very limited time. Uh, Eric, you you want to kick this off in any way? Yeah. Any r- initial thoughts. Yeah. So I kind of like I don't know. I thought ab- about this idea for a little bit, um, but I just wanted to talk about because like I don't know. We're in a time where we don't really have sports right now, and a lot of people. It's given a lot of people time to like. I don't know, I've seen Instagram pages and, like, sports, um, like, media pages, like, putting out these polls, like, you know, who's better, like, you know, just, like, trying to, trying to make some sports talk with not having sports right now, um, and so, like, I thought this would be cool to talk about because, like, I don't know, a lot of people want to talk about the GOAT conversation, blah, 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 but, like, we don't really even talk about, I feel like we don't spend a lot of time, which we should, 
I'm talking about who's like what makes a great athlete, and it's yeah. more than just everybody looks at stats, numbers, yeah, championships. And it's not about that. It's not always about that. No, no. And like, yeah, maybe in the like, if you're talking about a goat of a sport, yeah, that's gonna take that's gonna hold some pretty, you know, that's gonna hold some weight in the conversation. Obviously, like stats, championships, stuff like that. But also, you have to look at things that, like, guys do not only on the court but off it. Like, are they leaders in the community? Stuff like that, which we talked a little bit about last um, last podcast of MSC, episode 10. Um, so, I don't know. I just wanted to, like, see and talk to you about, like, what you think makes an athlete great. Ugh, and I didn't want to talk to you at all. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, I guess I have a, a few initial thoughts. I I think I'd have to come up with a, a definition. So let's let's both take a second right now. I'm going to yeah. write down a definition of what we think it is, and then we'll talk about each other's definition. All right. It's going to be silent for a second. Yeah. Great minds going to work right now. This is us thinking. Oh, there, that was my phone. Oh, there it is again. <laughs> you know, you know, my line's always getting hit. <laughs> oh, there it is again. No. <laughs> oh, I'm getting a call, Jake. Hmm? Nobody called From me. From your bitch. No. <laughs> Lit. Got him. Yo, you must know Joe. Joe Mama. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh. <laughs> so awkward. <laughs> All right. I got mine. Okay. You got yours? Yeah. Still writing, but yeah. All right. We'll wait for you. Slow ass. <laughs> All right. I'm good. All right. Uh, you want to go first? I'll let you go first. All right. So this is kind of quick, but um, I don't know. When I think of a great athlete, I think of someone who's like determined and, like, someone who has a goal in mind and is, like, not willing to let anything, like, stop them from, you know, achieving that goal and will go to any measure to complete that goal. So my definition was a great athlete pushes to pursue his or her greatest dreams and continually drives to achieve those goals or dreams. I that's, that's a, a pretty good, fair definition. Um, mine's sort of similar but uh a little different too uh so I, the way i looked at it i looked at it as um you know finding your finding your spot your your role on the team um you know great athletes don't always have to be the best and most talented players so <clears throat> my definition is a great athlete is somebody who excels in their role for the for a team, organization, and in society on and off the court. 
or field or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think both um, stand pretty true. I mean, I just think, um, like, yeah, like you said, you don't always have to be – you don't got to be a LeBron James to be the greatest athlete. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, he's the greatest – like, one of the greatest to play the game. But, like, what I'm saying is you can be a role player on a team and still be a great athlete. You don't have to be a big name. Like, um, I don't know. I just feel like guys that, like – like, I don't know, I listen to, like, sports stories all the time. And, like, these guys that come from these places that, like, they didn't have anything. Like, they had a hard time even getting food on their, like, on the table. Like, to eat dinner at night. Like, like and these guys make it. It's just, like, those people are great athletes. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Like, the way you look at it, anybody who, I think, uh, kind of like what people would define a great athlete overall generally is somebody who like works hard at their craft um and uh excels when it comes performance time yeah and when the pressure's on too yeah that that takes into account a lot too um i don't know i think um like you can do it in a lot of sports um sometimes a guy on a team will take the back seat to another player and then they'll play a smaller role but be more effective in that role than the other player or more effective in that role than the role they were in before. Um, you see it in basketball a lot. Like uh, a guy like um, Lou Williams, who, you know, one of the best, I don't know, who for those of you who watch basketball, but he's a uh, three-time six-man-of-the-year award winner. Um, in the in the race, pretty much every year. So he's a sixth man, which essentially means he's the first guy off the bench. So he's never going to be a guy that gets, or he not never, but rarely is a guy that gets announced in the starting lineup. Uh, gets all the glitz and glamour of being in the starting lineup, but goes out there, does his thing, leads the second unit when he could have a bigger role on a different team or a bigger role in general because he's just that good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I look at him like there's, you know, a lot of guys that he's better than in, in, in any starting lineup in the NBA. Like there's guys that, you know, he's more talented than, but you know, the role he plays and he is so good in that role and what he provides for the second unit and for the team overall playing in that role is just, uh, something that you can admire as a sports fan um, and a basketball fan, he's like a, a go-to bucket getter. Like he's one of the best scorers in basketball. When you think basketball, the objective of the game is to score. If he's one of the best at it, why isn't he more recognized? It's because he's taking that back seat to the star players on his team. And I think that, I think that makes him an even greater, not athlete, but a greater person, um, which I guess then contributes to being a greater athlete. But I think having the ability to like be like, all right, it's my time to take a back seat. And yeah, I'm taking this back seat, but I can also be a leader off the bench. Like you can be like in his situation, he's the six man. He's the leader of that bench, you know, that bench team, I guess you can call it. Right. And so yeah. he's, he's the go-to guy off the bench. So, I mean, that just makes him a greater athlete. In general. Yeah. And, um, like, 
I know there's a lot of, you know, hate for players that request trades, leave teams, leave fan bases, organizations. And um, I, you know, I looked at it in the past as something, um, you know, when you were younger, especially this is what I think personally, when I was younger, uh, growing up as a sports fan, seeing guys like LeBron leave and KD leave, uh, seeing them like they kind of become the villains of the league because they decided to go elsewhere to better their uh, further their careers and do something better for themselves. In time, it looks like a a very weak move when it happens, um, but that's just the magnitude of what superstars at this level can uh, cause and the great deal of uh, impact it has on the league overall. And yeah. you look at um. Like I said, LeBron and KD, you know, when I was younger looking at that, I'm like, oh, this, I hate this guy. What a what a bitch or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, but now I, now I look at him, you know, you don't look at him as just athletes anymore. And I think uh, you look at, as, look at him as human beings. Like you see the uh, off-court side of things. You know, this is where this guy went. You know, sure, he wanted to win a championship, but, you know, he wanted to – do better by his family, but put him in a nicer area. Get, uh, let him go to school in a nicer area. You know, it's their, it's just their life, and they're they're doing what what they think is better for them. So I, I can't really hate on those guys now that they do it. Nowadays, uh, more and more, you're seeing it because guys like that were able to do it. Um, you're seeing other guys able to do it, and that's how you know a great athlete also has influence on other athletes and other players. Um, for they sure, kinda, they kind of give you that starstruck moment. Uh, starstruck moment. You hear a lot of young guys and rookies talk about like who was the like. You, a lot of the time, you'll hear like popular rookies be asked like who was the guy that you know you were most starstruck by when you stepped on the court or stepped on the field with them, and um, it just shows you how much influence these older guys and older athletes that stay in the game have on all the other players and uh, fan bases alone. Yeah, and I like you just like I wanted to interrupt you because I didn't want to forget but like dude I just immediately thought about Kawhi Leonard a guy who can switch teams he went from San Antonio to want a ring with San Antonio goes right to Toronto for one year wins a ring with them if he wins a ring with the Clippers like like where does that put him because honestly that might put him in the goat like I think he should be in the goat conversation now like I think he's getting close to that conversation but if he wins next year or I guess it would be this year, dude, like a guy that can go to three different teams and win three championships with those teams just shows you the influence a guy like him has not only on a city, but an entire team. Like also, yeah, like that makes sense and everything. But you also look at LeBron too. LeBron would do the same thing if he were to win a championship this year. I mean, it would be in a lot longer of a time span. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's, that's a, crazy impact that one player can have and change the fortune of the whole team um like you said with Kawhi, uh Kawhi doesn't get a lot of backlash for requesting a trade from san antonio and i don't think he should um they mismanaged his injuries um he wanted to play they didn't let him and you know he already had won a championship or uh with them so you know he didn't have to prove anything to the fan base um, he left, went to Toronto one year, wins a championship. 
basically Toronto traded DeMar DeRozan for a one-year rental of Kawhi Leonard. They worked out. He won a championship there. And, you know, nobody was mad when he left Toronto because, you know, he went there, got the job done, and now he's on to the Clippers and in another position to win a championship, um, which is crazy how much influence one guy alone can have on a team, on a franchise, on a fan base, on an organization. Um, you look at guy like LeBron who does that in the long term. Um, uh, he gets more hate because he didn't win a championship with Cleveland before he left. Um, and he's also from Ohio, which makes it even greater of a deal. Um, KD, I feel like got way more hate than LeBron actually did too. Um, LeBron was originally like hated because, you know, that he was like one of the first to do it. I feel like KD got called soft a lot more, got a lot of more backlash on social media because he, you know, clapped back at people. Um, not even yeah. clapped back, but just, you know, expressed himself. And that's another thing, too, a great athlete should be able to do. Um, you Like, imagine being an athlete and all these people are coming at you and coming at your livelihood and calling you all these things. Call, coming, at your, coming at your head and coming at, mm-hmm. coming at your life and – you know, what are you supposed to do as an athlete? Just watch uh, a guy like KD who goes out there and, you know, talks back to fans or, you know, he's just another human. Like, if we're allowed to do it, why shouldn't he? Um, yep. Like, And it's like, I think being a professional too about it, you know, when you're facing the media like that, being professional just shows the type of person you are. And, and there's been instances where KD was professional and there's been instances where – he wasn't, and like that's just I don't know. Human beings just but, have, yeah. But you like know. you look at the hate he gets, yeah. like he's not very professional. Like I know that people; these are kids on or kids or people on social media coming at him. But I mean, dude, he's just another guy. Like he just plays basketball. Imagine like, uh, you know, you're doing, you have a career that you get shown on TV. Like you're a line cook right now. Imagine KD comes at your neck saying you're a shit line cook and you're a you're a bitch or something. I don't know. I I know based on your personality you would clap back. I would yeah. too. Um, people don't can't accept that though because you know, I don't I don't know how you can see that as soft from an athlete's pers or from a person's perspective to look at an athlete as soft for responding to fans. Um, and you know the burner account thing, you know people people go at a lot but um i you know he's just doing it for his name probably because he knows he's going to get clapped back by all these people and all media um the media you know media people in general do a great job at making people look like the villain and um that's kind of their job a guy in a guy in his position uh his caliber of player gets that much hate it's kind of crazy um he gets a lot of hate because, you know, he loses to a, a team when he's up 3-1. They're about to go to the finals again. They're probably going to win a championship if they make it there. He goes to the team that beat him. Um, people don't look at the fact that he has no ties to the city of Oklahoma. Um, LeBron had ties to Ohio. He doesn't have any ties to Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma City, he he was drafted by the supersonics when they were the Seattle supersonics. So he had no ties to the organization city or the origins at the time. Um, it's just, you know, there's a lot to look at when you look at those guys and a lot of different things you can see, but you know, 
the fact that they respond to it doesn't make them soft or cupcakes or snakes or whatever you want to call them. You know, they get all the hate because they're the highest caliber at their at their sport and at their craft that, you know, it's easy to pick at them because they're so big. And, you know, there's guys that do this that are not as high caliber as them that just escape through the wind because, you know, they don't have that buzz around them like these bigger guys. And, you know, the fact that um, – these guys go out there and they're the same player every day, no matter what circumstance mm-hmm. and no matter who's coming at them. And, you know, they play their same game. They do the same things the way they do. They're still competitive. That, that in itself, uh, I, I find great. And it's crazy alone. Like I, lo- I like, I hated KD the day he joined the Warriors. But after that, like you looked at, it, it's just like another guy making another move for his personal life. Um, yeah. That goes for every athlete nowadays too. So, so that makes me that. think of when you say that, like going out every day with knowing that people are like out there just absolutely shitting on you for most of the time, no reason. But like the the ability to go out there and be consistent, I think consistency is like the most is the most Probably overrated or un, I mean, underrated. underrated yeah. yeah. Um, like you know, I guess attribute of what makes a great athlete great because I think so. When I went to a football camp, I talked about this in my story, you know, in season one. But um, when I I talked about it, I I had a coach, um, and his name was Liam Ezekiel, and he said to me, "Is there is there someone like outworking you today? And if there is, then you you know, then you missed the day. So and like that speaks volumes to consistency. If you can consistently work and know that you're putting in work and personally know that you did you gave your best every single day consistently that's what makes a great athlete great and i think that speaks you know just volumes to that to that point yeah i i definitely uh definitely agree with that um you know just (laughs) consistency like you may not be a guy that puts up the best numbers but you know there's more you know, you could be a guy that does great one year and shitty the next, or you look at guys that just consistently are, you know, average, that you know what you're going to get out of them. And knowing what you're going to get out of some guys makes them great. Because, um, you know, you look at it from, uh, say you're a GM of a team or something at the professional level, um, you, don't, doesn't, you don't have to be great. Uh, you don't have to be at the professional level to be a great athlete either. Um, because you can have impact in other ways, but say I'm a GM at a professional level, um, and I will just say basketball because it's easy to reference. Um, I want a guy that, you know, I'm going to go out, I'm going to spend money on a guy, um, into the like mid range, like the nine to the $12 million range. I want to be spending that money on a guy. I know what I'm going to get out of him. Um, there's, there's times where you take chances on guys and, uh, you know, you, you get what you, you, you get more than what you uh, ask for. You get what you ask for, or you get less. Um, but knowing that I'm going to get what I ask for every time a guy goes out, I know he's going to give me that hustle, that effort. Um, he's not going to sh- show me the best numbers or anything, but I'll take a guy that gets 10 points every night then rather than somebody who gets 20 points one night and two points the next. Um, it's just, you know, being consistent at what you do and finding different ways to adapt to the game as it changes as well is another great aspect 
uh, to becoming a great athlete. Like we see it now in basketball, especially the way the game's changed. You have uh, the three-point shot that has impacted the game in so many ways just in the last five to ten years and how fast it's changing and how quickly uh, players are changing the way they come up, how high schoolers are changing. You know, people are modeling their game after Steph Curry rather than modeling their game after the likes of LeBron James and Michael Jordan and all that. And three balls being shot like crazy. You have seven foot two uh, Lithuanian guys shooting threes. You know, it's just crazy how things work. And if you're you're able to adapt to the game, um, you look at all these older guys um, that still want to play, especially in the NBA, guys that, you know, they're 30, they're in their 30s, you know, their their days are numbered in the league. And, you know, they're maybe they're they play old school, but, you know, they're trying to stay in the league. They're trying to get some more time. They're yeah, they're changing their game. They're modeling it to what the game is today. And for a player to, you know, work in the offseason to get that extra work in and uh, adapt to the new type of style that the league is turning into and, you know, change their craft to be like that is another great attribute to being a great athlete. Like you said, Brooke Lopez is the perfect example. Uh, yep. A guy that was pretty much strictly an inside scorer, you know, eight years ago. Now one of the deadliest three-point shooting big men <laughs> in the whole league. And, so weird to think about. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just uh, a, a great example. Another guy is, uh, I guess, Serge Ibaka. Um, yep. I mean, he, he was did always, not have the three ball, bro. He was always a good like mid range shooter, and you know he used to go out to the three every now and then and hit at a low clip. But another guy that shoots very efficiently from the three point line now, and players mm-hmm. coming into the league, big every big man that comes into the league now pretty much shoots. If you're, you know, the prototypical '90s center in basketball, you're getting drafted in the second round nowadays because you can't shoot the three. That's just how it is, and you know, for players to be that can change their game and adapt at 30, 35 years old, and still get contracts and be consistent and be good enough and have uh, create some value for themselves on any team is, you know, uh, another great attribute. Like we said, in being an athlete. So, Jake, if uh, I wanted to ask this question, I guess, um, if you know, if a kid came up to you, say he's a high school kid. And he has a dream to like make it big time. Like he wants, let's just say, you know, you you can attest to it better. Let's just say he wants to be an MLB player, right? And if he comes up to you and says, like, how do I become great? Like, what attributes, like, what are you telling him he has to do? Um, there's so many aspects, um, into being great. Like, we just talked about so many, and there's so many more. But if there was a few things I'd have to, um, if I, if was, there was a few things I'd have to, uh, tell them, it'd probably just, you know, um, stay humble. That's one of the things I really, um, focus on as being part of my game. I'm not about flaunting myself, you know, all about <laughs> quietly working, um, you know, in the off season and stuff like that. Um, so staying humble is huge for me. Um, probably working hard at work, the guy next to you at work, the guy behind you at work, the guy ahead of you. And when you're the guy ahead, you don't let the guy behind you do the same thing. He just, you just did to him. Um, always be outwork everybody around you. Um, if you want it that bad, you'll show it when with your work ethic, let your, let your game do the talking. 
Um, yeah. That's that's just basically uh, some some basic things right there that can make you a great athlete. You stay quiet. You work hard. You know, you'll get the results. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I I agree. I appreciate kids. You know, you don't gotta post every every single time you're working out. You don't need people to see that you're working out. If you know personally that you're putting in the work, or like you're getting along, like me and Jake, me and Jake will get together and we'll go, you know, to the beach and we'll do like workout. Like we we've already done it. Like you don't, but you don't need a, you don't need people to see you working out. You know what I mean? The right people are gonna see it when it comes yep. time. They'll, and if they don't see if they don't see you in action working out, they're gonna see it when they when, when you're on the playing field. They'll see it, like because it's clear as day when someone puts in work and when they don't. And you know you miss a day. Let's you know you you're working out consistently and you miss a day. That that sucks because you know you're breaking habit. I think building a habit is huge. Um, you know if you have a set time, well, like for us, for me and Jake, it's tough because we work so much, but. Like, another thing, like, you can't make excuses either. So if you set a time, like, I know for a fact I don't work at 7 in the morning. The earliest I work is 9. So you, so you set an alarm at 7, you wake up at 7, you, you know, you do as much, as much as possible, and then you go to work all day. And if you're tired, you're tired. That's, you know, it that's comes down to who's sacrifice, yeah. Exactly. It comes down to who's willing to put in the work in the tougher times and who's not. And I think that's, like... You gotta be like I know I just spit out a lot, but you just gotta be consistent in that. There's there's one more thing that I think I would tell any athlete, you know, this goes any level, be coachable. Mm-hmm. You can't oh, yeah. be time. stuck you can't be stuck in your own way. Listen to other people, even if they're not your coach, if they're your teammates, be coachable. Listen to what they have to say. Even if you don't agree with what they're saying or you don't like what they're saying. At least listen. Uh, so maybe you learn something new. Or maybe you can take bits and pieces from other people and put them all together. There's just always something you can take and always something you can learn, no matter how many years of experience you have and whatever you're doing. Just in general, be coachable. Be somebody that, you know, listens, uh, puts in the work, and just, you know, be respectful to anybody who's trying to teach you something. Your coaches only mean well by you. They they yell at you. They get mad at you. Um, that's because, you know, they care about what you're doing and they care about, you know, the athlete you're becoming or the, the student you're becoming as well, even that uh, at the college level or the high school level. Um, there's always going to be somebody above you that's looking out for you, even if it's in a harsher way than you would expect. Um like just be coachable. It's it's really not that hard to live by. Just work hard and you know, listen to everybody else. Yeah, and you know, it sounds like a little bit cliche too, if I had to like just add one more thing. It sounds a little cliche, but like we we consistently say we keep saying, you know, work hard. Like, yeah, you have to work hard. If you want to be a great athlete, you have to work hard. It's just plain and simple. Like you're not just gonna be a great athlete not doing anything. That's just not how it works. So but another thing, too, is, like, you need to find your purpose. And we talked about this a little bit last podcast, but you need, you know, some guys, some some people do it. You know, I mean, you hear stories all the time. Like, um, some guys do it for their for their mom or some guys do it for their dad. Um, like, 
one that comes right to my mind is Josh Jacobs, who grew up literally living in a van. He's a running back for the Oakland Raiders. Literally, or I guess they're the Vegas Raiders now, but grew up sleeping and living in a van with like his three other siblings, I believe. And his dad was a single dad. And like that guy did it because he like he had no other choice. Like he he was gonna make it for his family or he wasn't. And so like he put his family on his back to make it big time and he did it. So like that's your you know and you don't even need to have like a story like that. You don't have to have that story to to drive you. You need something that you something, need to find something. Just something could even be as small as you know, um, a quote that keeps you working hard. Doesn't yep. have to be a huge driving force behind the reason you're great. Um, you don't ha- like you like Eric just said. You don't have to have a story. Uh, not a- every athlete has to have a story. They don't have. They don't need something bad that happens to them or something very unfortunate. If you're the every average. Uh, everyday average person that just wants to be good, you can be good. Um, you just have to find something that keeps you motivated because there are going to be times when you're not motivated and there are going to be times when you, you know, is it really worth doing all this? If you really want it, it will be, and you'll know that. And that won't become a question after you, you know, get into a habit of doing good things. Like I said, break habits, break bad habits, get into good habits, just stuff like that. Small, everything, all small things. You combine all these small things together and you're going to get results. And that's mm-hmm. at the end of the day is what's important to you. Um, that's what you're going to do. And once, and like, and you know, like Jake kind of said, once you find that purpose too, like keep it close to you. Like you don't got to go out saying, Oh, this is my purpose and this is what I'm doing it for. It's good to know. It's good that you know that, but not everyone needs to know, you know, to keep that close to you. You know, that's like, like it's almost like religion like a lot of people um will keep their religion close to them and not share their religion which like that's like just how some people want like want to do it um so like once you have your purpose like just keep that close to you and like that will fuel like ray lewis said it best like he was getting like a bunch of hate and he was like it's thrown it's thrown fuel on a fire like yeah, that like you need to use everything that you like of your purpose, like everything, every aspect of your purpose, you need to use that to like fuel your fire. And so, like, I think that's just that's the that's like the bottom line of being a great athlete, I believe. Yeah, um, you talked about religion, um, you know, keeping everything close to you. I know for a fact that nobody I've ever played with knows how uh faithful i am i don't even know if eric knows how faithful i am um and he's been my best friend since (laughs) i don't even remember um but religion plays such a huge part in me playing baseball and little to nobody knows about it um there's a few things that may you know you may think um could show that like right now i'm wearing this cross I wear it everywhere I go. I haven't taken this thing off probably since the day I got it three years ago. Um, it hides underneath my jersey. Um, and then simple little things like um, I have a shirt, an undershirt that I wear that you probably wouldn't notice, you know, if you were, unless you were looking to find it, find it on me. Um, and then just other little things. Every time before I play, I pray. 
Um, he probably would, wouldn't even notice that I am. I'd probably just be sitting there with a blank face and you wouldn't know I'm praying, but I am. Um, you know, just simple things. Um, every time I go out to pitch, I do the same. I have the same routine every inning. Um, in my head, the same prayer I say before I pit, make my first pitch of each inning. It's that over and over again, you know, keeping that faith. And I feel like personally, faith, faith, uh, I don't know, you, you know, if you're not faithful, that's okay. Um, it's your choice. But me as a faithful person, I feel like that's, that's another great part of being an athlete. Um, if you're able to keep your faith to yourself, that's great. But if you're also able to share your faith amongst your teammates and, um, amongst other people and, you know, just embracing it. Um, I, I truly feel like it gives back to you because, you know, there's been situations while I'm in a sport, as little as it sounds, that faith is such a big part of sports, you know, as it may sound stupid to some people that, you know, I'm, uh, you know, God works his way through showing us favors. And um, to see that, you know, I have... I feel like I'm getting these favors that I pray for when I'm playing baseball. Some people may think that is stupid and, you know, they don't see it. Um, or just because, you know, the only reason I had, I, I did what I did while I was out there is because, you know, I just worked hard and whatever. But the things that keep me working hard are my faith. And the things that I say in my head are instilling me with confidence that, you know, maybe I didn't have in the situation <laughs> without experiencing that faithful thought that I had before it happened. So um, personally, you know, I just had to say something about faith because it plays such a big part of my athletic life uh, ever since I was probably in high school. And um, I've really embraced it since then. Um, and it's, you know, it's something that all great athletes can have. If you go, if you have that faith, it's something that plays a huge part in your life. Even if you, uh, don't be, don't, all I'm saying is, you know, don't be afraid to em embrace it and be, uh, be an athlete, a uh, faithful athlete, if you uh, so choose to be. You can be humble about it. Um, you can express yourself about, express your uh, opinion on it or whatever and show your teammates that you have it. But, you know, never hide the fact that you have it. If somebody asks you, let them know. Um, it, there's nothing to be ashamed of when it comes to playing, uh, when it comes to faith. I, it, at times it was hard for me or I didn't want to express my faith to other people, um, especially on my teams. But, um, you know, after a while, you know, it just becomes a part of who you are and there's nothing to be ashamed of. So mm -hmm. that's, that's probably the biggest part of me being an athlete and what makes me a great athlete is my faith. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good send off too. I think, I think that leads leaves people with something to think about. Um, like, like you said, you don't have to be religious. You know, that's your choice. Um, you know, I'm not super religious, but I do. I do believe like in religion and how it carries people. And um, like, I don't know. I just, I that's just my belief. So, um, just find find your purpose. I think that's just like the biggest thing to take away from this podcast. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much going to do it. Just kind of like, like what I said, um, find your role, excel at it, uh, whatever you can do, just be the best person you can be in the role that you're given. Um, if you want a different role, work harder to work in that role. Um, but 
don't ever let up because you're not where you want to be. Just push harder to get there. And that's basically the message we're going to leave you with. That's pretty much all I got. Um, pretty pretty much Eric. Not all Eric has too, so that's probably going to end the podcast here. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Be ready for an episode of Sound Up on Sunday. Uh, remember to check out our merch that we just dropped a couple days ago. And uh, that's on our that's in the link um, of our Instagram. You can check it out in our in our bio. We have a couple new uh, designs uploaded. So yep, that's up. Just uh, you know, if you're if you want to get in uh season two, let us know. <laughs> As always, uh, someone at all, anybody, please let us know. Uh, <laughs> and we're gonna keep uh, hunting for you. But yeah, that's gonna do it. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Peace.